What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hello, welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. We've got Ben Husband. Hello. Graham Large. Hello. And we've got John Babb, the Baron. Hiya. Back again. You, you've not been on since what? Probably November, I think. November. Yeah. You look tanned, Baron. <laughs> yeah. Where have you jetted off to this time? Grenada. Very nice. Yeah, it was nice. Very, Very warm. nice. Lovely. Is it still warm? I guess it is still warm at this it, time of year. It's just coming in. It's peak, peak months now, February, March. Yeah. It's nice for some, isn't it? <laughs> we stay in Wolverhampton and get all this lovely weather. I'm staying Stoke. You're Stoke. <laughs> Where's worse? Uh, oh. <laughs> so on the podcast this week, um, might be a bit of a moany podcast this week. I think everyone's got probably a lot of stuff to get off the chest. I've no idea, no idea. Um, so we're going to talk about the game against Bolton, of course. We'll preview the game against Reading. But first, we're going to talk about the January transfer window. Uh, now, from what I've written down, this is how I see the window has gone for Wolves in terms of ins and outs. So, uh, ins, uh, Joe Mason from Cardiff, uh, Williamson from Newcastle, uh, Giro from Legia Warsaw, and then out, uh, Phobic to Bournemouth, Goldball to Bristol City, and on loan, Ismail to Oxford, Evans, I believe, extended his deal to Bradford, okay. and Jed Wallace to Millwall. Is there anyone else that I perhaps might have missed out in that list? Aaron Collins? <laughs> yeah, apart from the bulk bull boy of academy plays we got. <laughs> I think it's like four, which is unusual. We, tradi- no, it's traditional we get one, don't we? We yeah. usually get the one on the last day, which yeah. we didn't have this year. No, we got him a couple of days before that, didn't we, the lad from yeah. Barnet? But, yeah, I, I, I've got to be honest, I think we're, particularly with the goalborne exit, Yeah, I think we're two players light in what I would have liked to have had brought in. I think there's definitely no phobia replacement oh. inside so yeah. I think it's blatantly obvious who that was supposed to be and we all know what's happened he's now gone and signed for a La Liga side and also he's coming to a side that are much lower down the league than Middlesbrough I think it was a bit of a uh, and when they only want him on loan and he gets mm. offered a permanent move back to Spain I can understand why he's taking it New Camp or Molyneux to play against mm. that's your choice but it's um it, it, it's a frustrating period. The yeah. Janu- January transfer window always is for us. I don't think we've had a particularly successful one for a number of years now. I mean, Phoebe's signing kind of papered over the cracks a little bit last season. Mm. And I, I probably go back to the last time when I thought that we actually, we had a priority position where we needed to sign a player and we did. It was probably back in 2009 when I think we bought Christoph Berra in that transfer window and that was the time when we needed a centre-half and we went out and got one. But, Ever since then, it's been fairly obvious that positions need strengthening, yeah. and we just don't tend to do the business in January. I don't know. Well, mm. a phobia. I, 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 I said that. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think that paid over. I think. Yeah. I think they were. I think they were too crucial. But we did. But with Dicko, we kind of left. We let 
four strikers go, brought in two, and one of them was Leon Clark. And I, did, I, I think still it was think it, I still think it was a little bit hit and miss, but the the bulk of the work had been done by that point. Yeah, I still I think, think if we hadn't signed Dicko, it was a crucial sign. Yeah. I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure we'd have won the league. I'm not even hundred percent sure we'd have gone up. Like the two, the, there were two crucial signings that mm. went. They resulted in great runs. A phobia we had a great run. We won nine games after signing Dicko. That got us we, when we signed him, we weren't even in the top two. No, was it Jacobs and Henry as well? That yeah, we confirmed yeah, in January, yeah, 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 they'd, they'd been, been playing, on loan, yeah, but we yeah. confirmed. And I guess before then, how about Ebanks? Was it January, wasn't he? With was wasn't Ebanks with um Edwards and Foley in the January when Luton Foley, were Foley, Foley had signed before, uh, he'd signed in the ah, right. summer transfer window, it was the same season, mm. but we know how that season ended, seventh, missed out on playoffs. Mm. Uh, don't think that was, but January's always a notoriously bad time. To buy, it is desperate. But I think I think it's a lack of forward planning that's been shown up this time, particularly with what's come out since Afobi's exit about mm. the fact that they knew it was potentially on the cards back in back in August September. You think they've had four months to line up a player, and I know it's easy. I know it's easier said than done, but to try and push through a deal on February the first when you've had the best part of three weeks mm. to actually get get the wheels in motion on a deal, it just reeks of desperation for me. It really does. Is there an element that perhaps, given the ownership situation, Wolves aren't as a, an attractive prospect as we all like to think they are? That, that therefore the striker search could be worse because if you're trying to convince someone to come to Wolves, they might look at other teams and what wages they could perhaps pay. It's not a good news club, no. is it, at the moment? No. Let's be honest. Um, I would think even the manager's not even sure of his position because obviously. <laughs> Going forward, he's probably just keeping his job because of the ownership situation at the moment. The fans are dispirited. There's no atmosphere at the place. This is going to be such a happy podcast. Well, this week, it's just, it? but the longer it goes on, the worse it will get. The crowds will get lower. Yeah. The atmosphere will get worse. A lot of people go for the atmosphere as much as anything. Mm. They go for the the crack. But yeah. that once you start losing that, then you start losing a few other fans, and then the atmosphere becomes it just becomes a spiral that you get into. It gets I worse. just love it how you said they've gone for the crack. Like you sound like Irish guy. <laughs> <laughs> To change the subject slightly, it probably didn't help with selling a phobie for what became publicly quite a large transfer fee because uh, clubs know that we've got money to essentially throw away. Yeah. The other thing that I find strange about the Kike deal as well, just going back to that, is that could have been a good move for all parties in mm. a way. And if he'd honestly thought the Wolves had got a chance of promotion, that would have been an ideal move for him because... He could have got. He could have potentially gone back to Middlesbrough, where they're, they're likely to be playing Premier League football. Yeah, yeah. Or he could have possibly gone up with Wolves. But at the same time, from Borough's point of view, he would come to Wolves and play against teams that they're competing with, mm. and he could be the player scoring goals to help them, in essence, get promoted. Because he can't. He, he can't play against. He lost heart at Middlesbrough anyway, because he's pushed down the order and they're signing players in above him. Well, that's, he's not gonna, if they well, go that's up, the thing. he's only going to be. If they're not picking him in the Championship, they're not going to be picking him in the Premier League, are they? Does Kike become a better player now we haven't signed him? No, I don't think so. I just think I just think a, I just think a striker is better than no striker at the moment. I think it's that. There's a, there's that, a, that if there's yeah. a chance that the, the wages were going to be made up by Middlesbrough because he, he could have been on more money than we're going to pay him. Yeah, there's potential. That, that, that's what that, I, I, that might be why we want. I think that's it. I think there's mm. a lot of hidden factors at play here that we're probably never going to find out. Mm. But but and it doesn't matter. He's gone now. So. Yeah. What I was going to say, which kind of leads on what Ben just said, would have, would people have been appeased if we'd bought Kike in? Yes, Monday. If we'd given the result that happened yesterday, 
it kind of felt like, will we just still papering over cracks if we just just got a striker over the line? Would that really have just anyone? Yeah, anyone. Would that still made people happy if we just got PK in think... or anyone in just because it was a striker? Well, they probably do want to see something. They don't. They don't want to see you playing without a striker yeah. against Bolton at home for the last fifteen minutes. <laughs> so they want a striker. Yeah, but. They're also seeing a slow deterioration in the quality of the team. Mm. This team now, that team that went that went out last night, was worse than the team that went down. Mm. Yeah, if you compare it to our peak team of yeah. last season, this time last season, it, it's stark contrast. And if you look at League One at the moment, that team that played last night would not would struggle to be in the playoff spots in League One. No, the team that started, definitely. Mm. They could batter ball walls all that side would. Mm. It's just so slow, negative. Mm. Yeah, I don't think we'd be anywhere near the Because league, league One is a lot better than when we were in it. Yeah. The, the, the top part of it, Mark, those, those top six clubs. I feel like we need some kind of morale-boosting thing throughout this podcast. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> but, that, but that's basically, in essence, what I was trying to say there. I think we just wanted to see intent yeah. and just see like they got some sort of plan of action mm. and it just doesn't seem like... It just seems like, oh, we didn't get Kike. We've got no one else lined up. Mm. That's it now. We're, we're happy with what we've got for the rest of the season, which... Okay, I think I think we're probably at the point where we're not in any immediate danger of dropping mm. dropping into the bottom three. But at the same time, I don't think there's any any danger of us mounting a promotion challenge now, particularly oh, on what no. particularly on what we saw last night when the uh, bottom of the league can come and out play us. Mm. Do you think it could be already planning for the future, seeing for the summer for next season? Well, I think that was a big thing. I just think they yeah. thought we're not going to go down, we're not going to go up, yeah, stay as we are, regroup, essentially, yeah. Let's talk about the people who left the phobia we've talked about in detail. Uh, Goldball in Bristol City, which had been rumoured for a few days before. What do we think of, or what does people think, their own views on Goldball and his exit to Bristol City? Happy, sad, he's gone? Neutral, I really. To Neutral. Be honest, I, I can understand why he's gone. Yeah. I I'm not really bothered that he's gone, but yeah. I think he yeah. did a good job when he was here. We had six um, months left on his deal. Mixed reports about whether he'd been offered a new deal or not. What were you going to say, Ben? Uh, I'm surprised. I don't particularly think he was anything special but the lack of depth behind him and the fact that we've got no replacement mm. you'd probably argue he's one of the better footballers that we've got at the back naturally um, left side yeah. as well. he's always looked better when there's someone decent in front of mm. him as well did really well with Sacco yeah. Yeah, yeah the loss of Sacco affected his game for me I think the lack of a right foot to prevent him being mm. a good player and also the lack of height also, he's a bit of a hindrance to him, but he's got a lot of yeah. good assets to his I game. I think the other thing on the Sacco point as well is I've always thought he looked a poorer player when McDonald wasn't playing as well, because I think particularly when we were in League One, mm. their link-up play at times between the sort of the, the sort of triangular link-up between him, between Goldball and McDonald and Sacco at times was the mm. the starting point of most of our attacks at, at, at that point, and I, I thought those three complemented each other brilliantly, but it, he. He seems to go. He seems to go missing in too many games for me. Goldball. Yeah, he like, became very stuttery in the final third for me, and his crossing became. I he, 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 he did put some good crosses in the first. It does go in the first very season, well, but then yeah. this last this last six nine months of those crossings. Didn't I don't think he's been. Yeah. I don't think he's been the same player since he got dropped at the uh, for the Millwall game last season. I think that's. Uh, well, after, when, after Birmingham, when him and uh, Stearman got taken out of the side, was it after? Yeah, after yeah, yeah. Um, Huddersfield at home, was it? Or? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah. and they brought in Ebax Landel and um, Tommy Wright. Tommy Wright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got dropped at Birmingham for the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, horse play. Mm. and I think it's. Um, I, I think that affected his confidence, and it, I, I don't think he's been the same player since. Mm. I think we've seen glimpses of the uh, of how good he how good he could be towards the end of last season, but I. I 
I, I kind of think he's reached the ceiling with us, and yeah. I think I think that's the thing. I, 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 I preferred him over Doty to this. Don't get me wrong; I think Doty has played very well the last couple of games, but I, I would still pick Goldwyn over Doty. Well, I'm not I'm not a Doty fan, but yeah. I don't think we've been any worse. Yeah. On that on that in that position since he's been playing as we were before with Goldwyn there, yeah. I don't think we have. Following on slightly from what Graham was saying about Goldwyn linking with McDonald, felt this time when Saka's not there, he still looks for McDonald all the time when there's not that out ball and he puts McDonald under a lot more pressure than he's needed to at times because I always think that's his first option he gets the ball and puts gives it to McDonald yeah, even yeah. when it, there's not a ball for mm. McDonald to play which doesn't always help the only trouble is now we're left with Doherty his first ball is to back to Ikeemi how many passes yeah. his percentage of passes from Doherty to Ikeemi he must be at 60% of his passes I'd rather go, have Doherty go, at right back and yeah. Goldborn at left back than I offer go to Opta Opta find the, find the stat out tweet them <laughs> see what Del- it is Doherty to Ikeemi put an official request in um, Ismail gone to Oxford on loan it's got to be last chance yeah <laughs> that shrug sums it up I think he's got it it's the last season, real last chance to loan now. Uh, Evans to Bradford and Jed Wallace extending his loan for the next two months to Millwall there is a recall uh, for his loan but he seems to have done okay at Millwall get him playing get him, yeah. get him playing get him get him some confidence and then that, if he does if he does come back and there's a, a, an opportunity for him give him some give him a realistic run of games here because I, I think my problem with Wallace is he came, he came quite highly touted but I've he seems he seems to be one of these players at the start of the season, like many others, where he was in for one game, mm. then you wouldn't see him again for three games, then he would be brought in again, and you just wouldn't see him. It, it, almost like Nathan Byrne. Yeah, like, and we'll talk about Byrne later. <laughs> That's a good one. But well, yeah, like, he's chop and change all the time. It's, it's like he comes in, he comes in for a game, and he's not even in the sixteen for the next two. Uh, sorry, the eighteen, living in the past there for the uh, for the next two games, and then he'll be, he'll, he'll be back in the starting lineup, and it's like it was a big jump for it, wasn't it? League two to championship. And you keep having people saying he's highly rated and he's great. He did pick up an injury as well, didn't he, right at the start? Oh, right. oh yeah, he missed a bit of pre-season, which is never great, missing pre-season, really. I think I picked him as my uh, surprise player for this season as well. I'm looking forward uh, to that at the end of the season. I'm looking forward to it at all. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a surprise. (laughs) Bad predictions. There are going to be some very bad predictions. I went uh, Doherty to start more league games than I offer on the last podcast of last season. Yeah, you're not going to get that right. No. Let's keep them all secret because that'd be good when we read them all there. No, that was on the show because I got <laughs> lots of abuse for it. Um, so let's talk about the intent. Uh, Joe Mason from Cardiff thought to be about three, three and a half million pounds. Do you believe that? No, I don't. I don't know. No. Three and a half year deal. Is he going to be touted perhaps as the Dave Edwards successor at number 10? Oh my God. <laughs> that is the sentence I have used, yeah. <laughs> but he's a number 10. He's only, what, 23? Do you think perhaps he's. Been brought in to be. I'd have to reserve judgment because I'm what I saw last night. I'd be playing for Claire Gates on a Sunday morning soon. <laughs> I mean, did you Ruddy see Mason? Did no, you, I, I, did you I, see, I'll, I'll be it. honest. Apart from the goal, apart from the goal, which to talk about, I didn't know. He's not the invisible man. Um, Do we know anything about from Cardiff? He was called or uh, Cardiff fanzine told me that they used to call him the Joey Messi. The Joey Messi was his nickname. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, we I've heard from. Several di- well, since several different Cardiff fans views it, so he's very one-paced. Mm. Although he's got great vision and um, you know a good eye, a good eye for a good eye for a pass, and he, he links a play very well. They've said he's very one-paced. He hasn't got a great turn of pace on him. So I don't know. Um, I suppose in that role, is pace is pace an essential attribute? I'm not. I'm not really sure. I think your link up play is probably your most important mm. a- a- attribute, and if you can combine that with a goal scoring ability, then great. But if but you're going to find somebody to play to have link play and then just keep hoofing it beyond him, 
Exactly. He might what's what's the point of him being said there? we played two up top, so he's got to make his mind up whether he played in the, in the hole, linking mm-hmm. up player, whether he played up top. But if he um, played up top, he was certainly nowhere near Sigurd Dawson at any time. Mm-hmm. Any balls dropped down, so he was never no. there for a second ball. Well, so where did he play? Invisible? Time, time will tell then for Mason. The, only, the, 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 the one positive thing I will say about Mason and Gyro is the fact that it is good to see that, that they're actually following through with long-term targets mm. because Gyro, they've been trying to sign for the best part of a year. Mason, I think, has been sort of seven, eight months in the mm. making as well. And it, it's good to actually see that they are, they are utilising long-term targets, but at the same time, it's frustrating to see that they haven't pulled one off in the number nine role. Mm. Uh, Mike Williamson uh, for 18 months, thought to be around 250k. For the short term, he pressed on loan, good signing, given the fact what, how, what the impact he made initially. Yeah, happy with that. Yeah. If they got the same money for go- for him for Goldborn as they've got for him paid out for him, that's probably fair. Yeah. That's eight, but, eighteen months fairly low risk in this day yeah. and age as well. I think it's like it's given his like, age as well. I think that's probably the best. He's probably, he's probably he's probably coming on a fair wage as well. But it's uh, I I think it makes short term sense. I, don't, I mm. don't think it's. I'd like to see them sign another centre half. Well, sign another centre half in the summer that's eventually going to succeed him. But it's for eighteen months. It's a no brainer really. Mm. They should make him captain. I think straight away. Mm. They won't take it off Bart. Bart is the the face of the club. He's the golden child, not in a sense of he, he's untouched. But what, what, what's he going to do when his shirt's not hanging up in the dressing room? <laughs> he'll still be captain then. <laughs> but he's, he's, he could, he's club captain, isn't he, technically? So he can, he he can, can still be captain. Yeah. But I think it would take some uh, a massive um, change, well, risk from Jacket or mindset change from Jacket. Or whoever was there, if Jackie wasn't there next season, to get rid of Bart because I think he's—they're almost trying to make him out he's the local boy, he's the face of the club, he's academy bred, so he's our captain. PR-wise, he was like the the cut-off between the old sort of Wolves yeah. team and what was supposed to be the revival and the new Wolves team. But that's basically what I wanted to say. <laughs> Just basically something up there. That's why I think it will take a lot yeah. to, for Bart to not be captain. Yeah, but they've made a rod for their own back by making him captain, mm. really. But because they've put themselves in a position and. He probably shouldn't have been captain in the first place. It was Barrow's manager. Sling your up, Bart. Oh. Mike, come here. Give me a hug. Here's your captaincy. I don't see a captain on the pitch at the but moment. He showed yeah. more captaincy yeah. tendency while he was, yeah. while he was when he, in the few games he had. He was the vocal leader in the back yeah. four, wasn't he? Yeah. Which uh, D- Danny supposedly is. But uh, I just, I, I mean, based on based on last night's lineup, who would you give the captaincy to in that lineup? I I'd struggle to make a decision. That's why that's why I just make him yeah. captain straight away. Yeah. I know I know it creates a bit I, of a Roger Johnson type situation. Oh, yeah. That's the problem. But I do I do think high on the agenda in the summer is going and finding players with influence, leadership influence on the on, mm. on a team and you know, someone someone perhaps someone to slot in alongside McDonald, which kind of Cody was supposed to be and Well he tries to play you know, the leader but he's barely good enough to get in the team. Yeah. Well So I, I I do think I do think they need vocal presence mm. in the summer. Also, low window then will open up next week. Is it? I believe. Isn't it open straight away? I think there's a week gap and there's some mistake. Oh, no. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's usually seven days, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Striker surely will be the number one priority again. If Wolves can get anyone, is there anyone out there perhaps that you might think Wolves could try and get off the top of your heads? I mean, it, it's it's trying to get fans back on board, Ian, isn't it? I guess if they can get, will, it's like I said before, I if they can get anyone in, will that just appease? I don't think. Us a lo- for, I don't think a loan signing will do that. Well, they've got to bring someone in, haven't they? Because we uh, we'll talk about you know, Lefondre's going into the wilderness now. Graham and I will have our arguments, <laughs> but even I know long term, he's not, not the answer. Bright is got to take time to make. They've got to bring someone in. 
they're going to attempt to just to appease fans. I'd rather see Bright on the bench than Alf. I can't, I, you know, I can't see the point of having him on the bench last night. Are you a, a fan of Bright? Yeah, I think he's decent. Yeah, he's strong enough. Yeah. I watched him last week. He, his attitude was really good in the under twenty ones. Of that, in that game, there was only two players who you could consider <coughs> first in football. It was Tommy Rowe and 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 Bright. Yeah, probably. You couldn't consider the other players. They're nowhere yeah. near. Fortunately, he made that big mistake earlier in the season, didn't he? But how long has he got to pay for it for? Well, I don't know. It's, it, it, it depends on whether he it depends on whether he does recover from it or whether he becomes a Noel Ranger type that goes missing for mm. nine months at a time. It's. Uh... I wonder whether he um, was thrust upon the first team scene too early. Yeah, probably. I wonder whether he should have just had another season under twenty ones. They've got to try something, and if he's if he's at the point where Jacket thinks he's ready, I don't see the harm if. The next couple of results don't go particularly well of bringing him in and giving him a run of games because they need to start blooding these youngsters. Talking about loan signings, was anyone else on deadline day both really disappointed and surprised at the same time about Stephen Fletcher's move to Marseille? Because I would have taken Fletcher on loan for the rest of the season, given well, his. Yeah, but he wouldn't come, would he? But if he decided to join, I'd, I'd take Stephen Fletcher on loan. Well, you take lots of players in the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, you take Ramirez instead of going to China. But we're going to go again, go, go to Wolverhampton. I would technically say that Fletcher would have been a realistic loan target. It's why I just on it. Yeah. For January transfer window, then how do we sum up this window? Have Wolves done good business, bad business, missed opportunities, or all of those words I've just said, except for the good one. Yeah. So bad in the mist. <laughs> so no, no good, no good. Ins or outs of that window. I think I think Gyro's shown that he could potentially well, once he's recovered from this injury, that he could potentially he's the first player that I've seen aside from Jordan Graham that could probably fill Sacco's boots mm. um in terms of a goal scoring option in midfield, which is what we've been crying out for at times mm-hmm. this season. But I mean I'd take any goal scorer at the moment, but yeah. I don't I, I don't know whether Kenny signed him to play on the wing or whether he signed him to play in the forward role now because He's he's played his he's played his first few games. It would look odd to see him on the wing now, yeah. given that we saw it him. Would, but that's his but that's his position. Yeah. So on Tuesday night, Wolves had a two nil lead against Bolton. The last twelve minutes, Wolves once again seemed to capitulate and somehow gave away that lead to draw two all at home. How did we give a two goal lead away against Bolton? The play the players thought last night that they could just simply turn <coughs> up and the result would mm. take care of itself and I think Kenny Jacket was as guilty of that as anybody mm. as well because the, the substitutions he made last night killed killed that mm. game for me. It was um, he, I said <coughs> prior to the Cardiff game and, after, and particularly after the Cardiff game that our biggest problem at the minute is the fact that we've been sitting back and allowing teams mm. to sort of um, shoot from distance, mm. but we've been creating a lot of unnecessary pressure for ourselves in the final third. And I think Bolton last night demonstrated both of those, uh, both of those points. Okay, the long distance goal was a free kick, but I think, I think at the point of putting effectively eleven men beyond the ball last night, for the last twenty five minutes was it? Mm. Probably not so, quite that long. Twenty for most of the game. Twenty, 20, <laughs> 20 <laughs> minutes, was like, but in particular when uh, it was after the two strikers came off. After the two was. strikers, uh, after the two strikers came off. Mm. And we just invited and invited pressure, and every time we seem to invite pressure, we seem to just concede goals. Yeah. What was um, odd about last night was that Bolton, um, and I was saying this to Ben before we were recording, could pass the ball about. You, you were looking at them passing the ball, thinking you don't look like a team in the bottom three, but then all of a sudden they just pass it into an open space where no one was there, yeah. and then you thought, "Ah, oh, right, that's why." 
But if Bolton had the execution up front, you would be like, you shouldn't be in the bottom. Why are you in the bottom three? I think, that, bottom? I, I think that's part of the problem. I think they haven't got a they haven't got a goal scorer mm. up front. And I think as much as people rave about Zach Clough, he's not a goal scorer. Mm. Where do you see it? Answer me this. How long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress. And right now you can save over $500 on any queen or king bundle. That includes a Nectar mattress, foundation, mattress protector, cooling pillows, and sheet set, as well as our 365-night home trial and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com slash save 500 and get hugged. Why isn't he not even on the bench? I think he picked up an injury. Okay. I think. Um, After all that, we all wanted him. There was, <laughs> aside from that, they've got Stephen Dober, they've got Emil Heskey. Um, they're not. They're not twenty goal a season no. championship championship scorers. So, I think it is a lack of a lack of firepower and mm. a lack of a, a goal scorer there that stops them from potentially climbing out of the bottom three at the minute. But for me, it was. It's frustrating watching your team at home not only get outplayed by bottom of the league, but the fact that they're playing survival-style football themselves mm. when there's how many places yeah. between us and Bolton? 12 places mm. last night. Mm. And we're, we're playing we're playing football like we're in the bottom three mm. and we're trying to grind out results. Um, the only difference between that style of football that we're playing now and the style of football we were playing under Dean Saunders is the fact the results are slightly better. Yeah, so I was going to say, there isn't much difference. That, 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 that's, the, that's the only difference. It was very counter-attacking football, wasn't it? Play deep and hope to get teams on the break. And that's what we'd be doing. And it's the long as well. It's just like... There's no pace in the team. Graham, when he was there, Van La Parra has got him, pace. There's no, yeah. there's no other pace. Yeah. No, 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 no other pace in the team. Let's talk about team selection. The odd selection was Tommy Rowe coming back after how long on the left wing. Um, just throwing darts. Yeah, that's how I think he's picking teams at the minute. Nate? Savile yeah. on loan on yeah. the bench, up front in goal. Yeah, <laughs> the bloke's lost the plot. But what what has Nathan Dern, Dern Nathan Byrne apparently done that he can't get in front of Tommy Rowe, who's just come back off loan? He can't even come on a substitute. No, right. the million pound signing from Swindon. What what? So behind the scenes, do we think perhaps it's or it's got to be because guessing on well, unless, unless anybody knows, I don't know. But just call him up, Nathan. What's going on? Has he been? He ain't been that bad when he's played. No, I, I think he's been he's all right. Shown, but, but he's never had a, a, a confidence boosting run. Yeah, he looks exactly the same as Jed Wallace. He's not had a run of games. Has he actually ever started? He started against Bristol City. Yeah, he did on, uh, that, on the left. Okay. Hmm. And actually had a good first half, hmm. and then got subbed off at half time. The only times I've seen him is when he came off the bench, and I thought he looked quite live. I remember watching Birmingham away, yeah. and I thought, oh, he, didn't he start Birmingham actually? Yeah, because did Ojo come on and replace him? I think he yeah, did. yeah, yeah. And he, he, scored, he did, especially he? the first half, he did really um, well there. But it makes you think what why? And Tommy Rowe again, I just thought was non-existent because they kept. It was almost like they put him on the pitch. Thought, don't worry, Tommy, because we're going to be playing everything through Van der Parra for the rest of the match. It just seemed very strange how they didn't put anything. No, they didn't the when he played on one half of the yeah. pitch in the second half. Yeah, he came into the centre. Yeah, he kept, he kept doing that. I mean, at one point in the. Um, one point in the first half, I, I was convinced that him and Mason had actually swapped roles because Mason mm. was out on the flank and Rowe was playing inside. And I thought, well, I, I mean, I think I think the reason why Rowe played is because of the fact that we're lacking a natural left footer in that, on, on that side of the pitch at the moment. Mm. So I think that's that's part of the reason. Um, John was saying to me before 
uh, when we when we spoke that he impressed against uh, Villa in the under twenty ones game, playing a similar sort of role, and they were trying to play a lot of the play through him with Jacket there watching, and that may have had something to do with it as well. But and they were eating every goal kicked to him as well, so they were picking him out on the left hand side. He, he yeah. won a lot in the air, to be fair. He was mm. taking every every free kick, every corner. And, it was just obvious that he, he that he was gonna, he was going to be coming into the side soon. Yeah, um, he he was on the bench at QPR, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, uh, I, I saw him playing that role against Shrewsbury in pre-season, and he was dreadful. Mm. And I'm not being funny, but if you can't take on League One defenders on the left hand side of the pitch, why the hell are you playing there in the Championship? I saw him against Burton pre-season, and he actually was one of the better players on the pitch that day. But again, I didn't think he'd be in the plans going forward. Very surprising. Uh, Van Lepara. Back to his usual stuff. Terrible. He'd be struggling to put a score next to his name. It was that. It was mm. that poor. He, he he did his usual thing of just get the ball, try and take everyone on. He had uh, one good moment in the first half when mm. he spun off his defender and made a run yeah. to the box and got a corner. And which, but apart from that, some of it was terrible, but really bad. It's surprising given how well he's done since he's come back. I'm not defending him because obviously it was awful, but mm. it can't help when there is literally nothing. Coming yeah. from the other side at all, yeah. so as a as the kind of player that he is, because he is a confident player, he's going to think that he's got to do everything himself, especially when there's literally nothing coming yeah. from the other side. If he's got to do all the work on the one wing, there's only so much one guy can do. He's got to have a break. Wolves have got to try in something else, freshen him up a bit for the rest. You know, he got he got dropped in the you know what by Oilfer on a couple of occasions as well when Oilfer uh, was um, yeah, moving further upfield yeah. and. Van La Parra being the uh, being the quicker one of the two is having mm. to chase back, and it's yeah. It's, but I, I think we talked about four hours was really off his game he, last uh, night. The link up between those two, was, they, they just almost couldn't read each other about what they were. But well, he went do. on some runs, but then he's, he's poor. His pass was poor, which mm. then left us on the stretch and chasing back, completely isolated yeah. at yeah. times. Yeah. And if Bolton, if Bolton had had a bit more about them up front last night, they could have punished us on two or three mm. occasions. Yeah. Not a good day for VLP club, Ben. Not a not a good day. day. A good day, me Ben and uh, Luke. Which is a shame because I think he's been a much improved yeah. player lately. I really do. I think uh, he played. He played okay against the oldest man in the league, uh, Kancheski. But if he wasn't yeah. going to play well against Kancheski, yeah. he didn't struggle, wasn't he? The sure. game was stretched, and he, he was one on one against him most yeah. of the time. So he, he did play well, though. Yeah, he did play yeah. well. But you'd expect him to play. If he can't play well against him, yeah. then who's he going to play well against? If he's, he's got pace, Kancheski. I think a lot of fans have already made their mind up about oh. Van Le Parra. Yeah. Whatever he, he does, did, that's yeah. it. No, he did you, play well, but. Yeah. All I'm saying is, but if he hadn't because, played well in yeah, that yeah. game, oh, you'd have had to have been disappointed, wouldn't you? But I'd I do, expected yeah. James Herry to show pace against Conchesco. I do agree with Ben. I think people have already now made the minds of you are with him or against him. Aren't I mean, you? we can't play one good game yeah. in five, and, when, yeah. and and the four games, the other four games, you're struggling to be a four out of ten man. I mean, I've, when I went to Fulham, he's given the ball away on the on the halfway line. Fulham have played about four or five passes, gone out wide, crossed in. I offers left his man completely free in about ten yards of space and nodded in. Bloke behind me, effing hell, Van der Parra, what are you doing? And you're like, there's been another five phases of play yeah. since then, but it's him. It's just, same with Kit. There was a stage when it was exactly the yeah. same with Keo. Uh, there's been other players as well. I and think that's what I think people can, not just Van der Parra, certain players as well, people can make their minds about them, and it doesn't matter if they have five great games. Once you have that one bad game, it's right on back on you, yeah. straight away. There has been one or two odd instances with him. One of his better games was Huddersfield away last year, mm. and and then he, then he didn't play in the next game, which which would be odd for a young player if you have a good game. Yeah, yeah. and he he played. He, he was a really good assist to get a Phobie's goal early on that day. We win four one away, and he doesn't play. Mm. That 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 can be a bit odd to work mm. out. 
but Jordan Graham's had the same sort of things happen to him as well, you know, in terms of odd things that happened mm. in his career early on. You're thinking, what's going on? So, mm. And we talked about Mason. He got the debut goal. Siggy perhaps should have really finished off the shot. But Didn't do a lot else, though, did he? That was it, really. Mm. Let's talk about Siggy. Graham and I share... Well... We, we share kind of different opinion how we felt he went last night. I think I take back the expression that I yes. used last night in the fact that I said he was dire. I don't think... Uh, I think I've come to terms that he, he wasn't actually that bad when I've looked at other worst performers on the pitch today in comparison. But I think other but people... I do, think, yeah. he, I, do think he was, I do think he was ineffective in the role, mm. but some of that wasn't necessarily his fault because mm. I think <coughs> unless you got Kevin Francis, there's a bit of a throwback playing up front at the moment. I think uh, a lot of strikers would struggle with uh, Danny Barps lumping yeah. up the pitch. Yeah. Um, but I just felt, I felt for the goal... Yeah. A number nine should bury that chance. Yeah, I agree with that. He should have easily buried that chance. His touch is poor. Mm. And there was another, the, the there was one another incident that we, we yeah. spoke about earlier where Van Le, uh, it was, was, was Parra, was it? put a really good ball, ball into the box. And, it, and it, just sort of, it just sort of hit him mm. and, and bounced off him. Kick? And it's just like, why, 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 not hold, why, why are you not taking that down and burying it? A lot of his yeah. touch, it was coming off him like two mm. yards. He couldn't. He, he, it was poor touch. And then um, he was he was isolated for the most of, most of the second half. Mm. But the one instant where he did finally get the ball, he gave it away more or less immediately. Mm. And I just felt I felt frustrated more than anything because I don't think he's I don't think he's match fit. Uh, but he's, right, he's not, certainly not match sharp. Some of I've got to be rusty. Rust, yeah. But, but, yeah. but I still go back to before we let him go. He was pretty poor. He was poor in League One. He was dreadful. Mm. He's been, um, and the thing is, he, he's been, he's been part of the bomb squad on two separate occasions. He's been loaned out twice. Yeah. And he's starting as number nine. I just can't work it out. And no. again, it comes back to long term planning. Yeah, it's, no... a stri- it's a striker shortage, shortage isn't it? We've yeah. got a striker there. We're playing. I thought that I, I thought he played good last night. I thought in the role he was in, and the lone striker he was playing, he tried his best. First, perhaps second half he didn't do as well. I thought he was more. Well, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't get much no. of the ball in the second but half. I think, I think his lack of service as well. I think no, no, no balls. The crosses on the wings were very poor, especially for Van La Parra in the second half. And I think he was more physical than I've ever seen him before. He, was he, he, he could he have chased, done with Mason playing closer to him yeah. at times. He chased down balls for real, hustled defenders very well, yeah. more so in the first half. But I think you couldn't fault him for effort. No, I think like you said, um, John. I think it was Rust. He played. It's his first start for Wolves in. Probably League One days. He started against West Ham. Mm. Okay, first league start at Molyneux then. Since West, since since League One days, seventy minutes. He's still getting his match shot on his back. Perhaps he still didn't next. see anything there. Yeah. That, that really, that I didn't think he, he doesn't look like a bloke who's going to score goals. I think the other. I think, I think the other thing is it's like last season and perhaps the season before in particular. I've seen Leon Clark and Liam McIlinden turn in similar level of performances mm. where they've tried hard but nothing's really come off mm. for them. And they've received pelters from some section of the crowd. Yeah. Yet it was kind of like, especially on Twitter last night. In some respects, it was treated as like a grand homecoming for Siggy, mm. and it, it really wasn't. In I my mean, eyes, it was. In my eyes, I'll be honest. As much as I didn't think he, he added that much, I'm not thinking, "Gosh, he's the answer to all our problems." Mm. I still, I still rather saw him up there than Lafondre. Yeah, but who, who I, I think I, he's I an do absolute think waste as well. Time. As well, and this is another thing in his defence, uh, kind of a backhanded compliment in some respects. But if he wasn't six foot two. He wouldn't have started last mm. night. I think perhaps if we, we, well, he needs this physical presence. Or football, mm. he's happy with the phobian deco. Mm. Yeah. Like, like, so it's just 
Well, I think Dick, Dick has Dick a lot more physical. Yeah, yeah, but he's not six foot two. No, no, he's not. But but if you see Dicko taking on a, a man, you can't push, he, it, you can't yeah. push him yeah, off yeah, the ball. Yeah. No, no, no. Perhaps with with Siggy, if he gets a consistent run of games for the next, let's say, five six games, and he's still not producing anything, then I think we can easily say, well, his contract's out for <coughs> summer. It, I think we all know we were probably gone in the summer, but this is probably foolproof that he's not going to have a, any further career balls. Hmm. Although a tear will come to my eye. But it shows you how bad things are when you've yeah. got a player in that situation who started. Yeah, a player who perhaps has been nice. So when you talk about the window, yeah. has it been a good window? If yeah. you've got a player starting on in February, it can't be a good window, can it? Especially a player who seems to be a frozen out of the team for the last two years. Mm. Olsen is now playing. Yeah. It, it, it sounds like Kevin Doyle all over again from yeah. last season. Yeah, good show. Really? Very much so. Um, we talk about the Bolt. I think the, the possession stats were near 70 30 split in Bolton's favour. And if you would look to that game, not watching the game, you would think, you know, why are Bolton... They had better chances. Yeah. Like Kimi made saves. Their keeper never made a save in the whole mm. game. We, like, we, we scored twice. Yeah. But apart from that, he never saved anything that was going between the posts. It's a good finish from Henry for the second goal. It though. was, yeah. That was the highlight of the we'll game. We'll come up with a positive. It was a really yeah. good goal yeah. from him. Yeah. Good vision. Lovely finish. And... I, I thought yeah. at that point. I thought at that point they're not going to sit. They're not yeah. going to just sit back and invite pressure. They'll actually try and shut up shop here. Yeah. But he's got to be a man of the match for that. Henry. <laughs> Henry keeps getting mixed opinions. I, I don't really. I don't really tend to yeah. rate players when they've only played know, was, 25, yeah, 25 minutes or so. Really, no. but, uh, it's a fair shout, John. Mm. It is. It in is. the context of last night, uh, I mean, in, in, the grand, a... in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> it's certainly not. Uh, Henry keeps getting mixed opinions. Um, did okay when he came on, got a goal nearly instantly. Um, do you think Henry should be starting? Do you think he should have started last I night? Do think, I, I do think that impact role suits him mm. in, in, in some respects. I mean, he did a lot of that in League One, didn't he? And that was when he came, that was when he um, had, a, had a really good run of goal scoring. Um, when when Kenny was favouring Jacob Sacco and Edwards a lot of the time, he did, have a, he did have a spell where he was coming off the bench and scoring goals. And I do, I do think that works for him, but... Uh, considering how Van der Parra played last night, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts against Reading. Mm. I really wouldn't. Well, especially going back to Reading because he likes that. Yeah. He likes that going back we'll to Reading. Impact, yeah, which I'm never really sure. If do you think it was a poor performance in general from Wolves last night? Um, annoyingly, do you think if we had just second goal went in, close up shop, it would just papered over cracks of what was what was there? It would, but at the same time, it's three points, so yeah. who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's just, but. I think, People I, do care, though. I, think, I mean, the, the the games I found most entertaining this this season, the ones we've lost. Mm. Like you, you look at say, that Leeds game, was, the Leeds game um, for a neutral. That was a, that was a really good game. Wasn't QPR it? Yeah, game yeah, was a yeah. tremendous game of football. Yeah. You know, I know we ended up losing, but it was it was a great game. So, Johnny, you suggesting we should lose <laughs> no, more games no, for the entertainment but, factor? Because, uh, but actually, we lost today, lads, but it was a great game. It's a great game. But the, the games we've won, they've been boring. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah, it's, it's been getting, proper grinding stuff, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah. Let's get a goal, and then let's let's think about just getting behind the ball and defending and defending. And that's why I think that's why I think Wolves play very deep in second halves because they want to put Wolves fans on edge. But so it gives you something to do. Whereas just sit there and be like, oh yeah, well we've won this. I can't think of a Wolves manager. I might be being really short sighted here, but I can't think of a Wolves <laughs> manager that's got poorer, that's had poorer in-game management than Kenny Jacket. I think he's blind to what everyone else sees it takes him so long to make a sub every right. week he lets the game get away from him before he makes a change and he does the same things every week McCarthy, McCarthy certainly had his moments mm. in that department mm. I think it ultimately comes down ultimately comes down to Jacket or Saunders who would you have been? Um, 
jacket, but <laughs> I love how you just. Drink. I don't think anybody. I think I'll go for jacket. I think jacket is as poor as Saunders. I don't think he's. I don't think. Okay, that might be a bit over the top. <laughs> I think jacket is a poor manager. I think Saunders is a poorer manager. So, final part of the podcast, we're going to talk about this weekend's game against Reading earlier on the season on Boxing Day. It was a 1 0 win with a James Henry header. Last, yeah, it was. It was a great game. <laughs> nerves. I don't think nerves. I felt like that before. Uh, last season at the. Uh, what's that stadium called again? It was the Majeski, which isn't anymore, is it? It's been changed name, hasn't it? Now? Was it now? Do we know? I've forgotten. The Waitrose Stadium. We'll say that. Uh, it's a 3 all thriller. Wasn't it? Yeah. Annoyingly, because again, we basically killed the game off for 85 minutes and then uh, they still scored. Uh, last, last night, uh, as recording this, uh, Reading lost 2 1 away to Ipswich. I think it was a very late Ipswich goal that got them the win. I've no idea where they are on the table because they didn't do that much research. Below us. Which doesn't bode well. Fallen away, fallen away badly after a good start. Yeah. Uh, Brian McDermott back at Ipswich, Ipswich at Reading. Think it more of a next season planning man. For Brian McDermott, come in, just try and do what you can now and then push on for next season. A lot of teams in that position, they, they, it, mm. it's it's ridiculous to talk so about. So many the teams playoffs. in transitional yeah, periods yeah, yeah. at the moment in the Championship. I mean, you look at QPR yeah. and yeah. Um, Fulham. Fulham. Well, Fulham are actually yeah, really close yeah, to the yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah. every team in the Championship, bar the top six, well, are in transition. The ones outside, the, a little bit above Fulham, a couple of places or two of Fulham. They've got no chance of going up, mm. and they're probably not going to go down. It is so, still the Nefeski stadium, yeah. by the way. Is it? I thought I thought it'd been changed since the new hour. Ben, I was saying before the podcast, I think Reading are perhaps one of those boring teams. Just everything about us. <laughs> yeah, it's just just like a mundane team. Just, when you say Reading, you just really... a song, haven't they? Yeah, we, we yeah, played that, oh, yeah, we played that last season. Yeah. Not again, not again. We yeah. had that before. The, we had that before you got here. Not again. <laughs> We that's what Dave, that's da, 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 Dave answered da, da. the door with. That was awful. Yeah. It's given me a ring bell on the, on the door. But you say Reading and you, you, nothing comes... You don't go... Oh, no, it's not on my list of grounds to go to yeah. ever again after the previous time I went it's there, I've got to say. Out of town grounds don't yeah, do a lot for you. It's just soulless. But Ben was saying there's a carpet right outside. Yeah, apparently there used to be... A, I don't know if it's still there. This is what I've heard. There used to be a massive like, tile shop and a carpet <laughs> shop. Oh, that's that's like a room. That's, that's all right. right. That's all right then. I'll go to Reading and get me underlay sorted. <laughs> yeah. well. um, team selection for Reading then. What changes would you make... Well, what, what changes could you make given I've the selection? Why did what was wrong with Williams? Is it um, injured? Still injured? Yeah. In what? What is it now? Um, I think he's still recovering from he, that hamstring injury. He got injured think. as soon as he went back to Newcastle, didn't yeah. he? Because I recalled him and he got injured. So, so I don't think he's one of the thirty-one-year-old has been injured for a couple <laughs> of months. No, no. So you but, wouldn't imagine that Williamson will be selected for the weekend. So what selection? What changes could you actually make apart from perhaps Tommy Rowe in an ideal world? And Byrne playing or Henry playing on that left wing. What other changes would, would people like Forget to see? Forget Nathan Byrne, he ain't going to play. Yeah. I think I, I think Henry will come in. Mm. Um, I think it will be for Rowe, although I could make an argument for Van der Parra based on last night's performance, but I can't see Byrne and Henry coming in. Mm. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if um, Price comes in for Cody. Mm. Um, but Price is better than Cody. I'm not. I'm not arguing with it. Yeah. I'm not arguing with it. I just can't see. Jacket seems to be fairly set on that. He's really mm-hmm. trying to get forward. Fudge Cody. Okay. Into Cody's, the team. Just, uh, Cody's just not inspiring me at the moment. Which is which is. I such a shame he, I, to be fair, that was. The, I thought it was his best 
best game. Yeah. Think, he had a good return okay. to the okay, squad before. Ran back New Year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Cody. If you if you've got to pick two or three players, he'd, he'd probably just edge into the th- you know and say, well, he was he, I wouldn't really rubbish him last night. Yeah. He wasn't terrible. I, I, I think I, I played better than McDonald. I think it would be if Williamson is fit. I think it would be harsh on Ebanks Landall, but I do think he would be the one that would have to make way. I think it would be I think it would be harsh on him. Whether there's an argument he would perhaps move to one of the full back mm. positions, I don't know. But um, I, I think the only blatantly obvious change I can see is Henry coming into that lineup. Would it be really bold for me to say that I thought Ebanks Landell did okay against Bolton? Last night? I, think, yeah. I, I think he yeah. he was probably. He's had some cracking games just I recently. Picked, I picked Doty as the best player last night, and I think I think it was only just for me, Banks Landall, in all honesty. I forgot to do working man's man of the match for Bolton. I don't know who got the corporate one in the end. but um, You know who got the t- corporate one? Who? Tommy Rowe. Tommy Rowe? No, sorry, Joe Mason. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was staggering. I knew it was staggering. No, it was Joe Mason. <coughs> Joe Mason touched the ball once. Got the goal. Yeah. Automatic great. man of the match. So that was the corporate man of the match. John Babb, who would you have doffed your cap to for your working for your working man? Ebank Sandell. Interesting. Graham. Matt Doty. Matt Doty. Ben. Pick a player. Van the Parra. Yeah, Van the Parra. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know who would have picked for working man fans match last night. I'll go for Ebank Sandell. Why not? Why not, Baron? Um, So no other changes than people can think of for for Richard, maybe. What the old, no, yeah, you, the Fondra can play, Henry can play, because you both played for Reading. So make one of them captain. Yeah, so we bring, but, bring Mickey Gooding if, back as well. If Sigurd Arson isn't going to play, if, if he wants to make a change up front, there isn't yeah. a lot of other choices. And I guess there is that old team mentality thing. I don't think he should play, thing, but yeah. it is a potential change that he might make. Think, you would think Sigurd will start again. He's got to try and give him a running game, so yeah. give him a try eventually. So let's do uh, predictions for Reading then. Uh, ben, let's go to you. You're going, aren't you, I believe? Unfortunately. Um, you fancied a trip up to uh, the glamorous Reading? Yeah, I come from Stoke. I can't yeah. be any worse, can I? Um, <laughs> we'll go for... What's your gut telling you right now? Not think, your heart, I think your we'll, gut. I think it'd be terrible and I think we'll win by a single goal. 2-1. Oh. 2-1, OK. Graham, what's your gut telling you right now? Still got it's, a couple it, of days left. It's telling me it's telling me one one draw, but I'm going to be bold and go for the one nil win. I think. Ooh, okay. Well, I'm going for your one one draw. Yeah. It's depressing when one nil's a bold. We go for Baron. Sorry. One one. One one. Okay. I'm going to go for a nil uh, nil draw. Oh god, it's exciting. <laughs> that's yeah. bold. Yeah, that's bold. This is how we're expecting us to keep clean sheets. <laughs> that's how, bold. Yeah. So exciting it's got now that a nil nil draw is a good result. <laughs> a windy day, just yeah, swirling yeah, about. Yeah. Terrible game. Go to Waitrose afterwards. Mm. Get a nice sandwich. Treat yourself. Sub Waitrose. I'm going to carpet rise. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's where we'll leave it this week. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, f- uh, thanks to our sponsors, Opera Creative. Looking for a new website or web solution? Check them out at operacreative.com. Facebook Wolves Fancast. Twitter at WWFC Fancast. Instagram Wolves underscore Fancast. And uh, email us at wolvesfancast at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week to talk about the game against Reading. There's no midweek, mid-week, mid-week game next week, is there? No. No. Good. So we'll talk about wedding next week. Wedding. Uh, wedding. 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 Yeah, <laughs> wedding. And we'll pop off to. A, we'll go to a wedding and do a commentary of that. Secret podcast recording. And the build up to the Preston game. And there's the groom. Looks a bit nervous there. Best man. Reassuring him. There's Aunt Val. Nice hat. Nice hat. Channeled your Jonathan Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening for this week. It's bye from the Baron. Goodbye. Bye from Graham. Ta-ra for now.
Bye from Ben. Bye. And it's bye from me. See you next week. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.